Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. Trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. night again and it's you bet you guessed it it's blog talk radio time with john fisher your host from the catch of the day uh our daily devotional we call it an undevotional we send out regularly and uh uh we'd love to have you sign up if you don't if you aren't on board there you can sign up and get it free every day Every morning called uh just just tune in to catchjohnfisher.com. That's all you need. Uh and Fisher spelled F I S C H E R catchjohnfisher.com and you can sign up for the catch. This is our our radio portion of of the catch and we have a growing community and uh I really love this time because uh I get to spend a little time with uh my friend Gunnar Simonson up in Portland, who is our producer. Uh, Gunnar, how are you doing? John, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good. I good. We've been busy lately, haven't we? Absolutely. <laughs> I know, know you have. have. I, I've been I've been all over the place. But how was your Thanksgiving? You know, Thanksgiving was amazing. Um, because uh, for our readers who've been following this story. Uh, we had our son who has uh, mm-hmm. been at a treatment center in Wyoming for uh, uh, since July. He got his first home visit this Thanksgiving, wow. Wow. and uh, that's that's due to due to his how well he's doing in the program. So mm-hmm. that says something right there, and and it, it's really our third visit that Marty and I have had with him. And they all have been tremendous. I mean, this this whole thing has been very, very difficult, but it's also been amazing in terms of what it's opened up in our relationship with each mm-hmm. other and the things the things we learned and the closeness mm-hmm. we've gotten. So, yeah. So we got all things. I mean, they got a new grandchild. Yeah. Now, awesome. um, yeah. Yeah. Not even two weeks yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Lots of things going on in the Fisher household, not to mention the coyotes. But I won't get the coyotes. Into that. Okay. Yeah. The, All right. The coyotes took one of our chihuahuas on Monday. Oh. And uh, I am now in the news, Gunner. I'm every. Really? I've been on really? Channel Four. I've been on Channel Seven. <laughs> Channel wow. Two. New York Times, uh, uh, Los Angeles Times, all this stuff. It's just I wrote an article to the local uh, newspaper and yeah. it just exploded because it's obviously it's become a big problem. So uh, yeah, I wow, I'm the, yeah, I'm One the catalyst. Of the too. That breaks my heart. Man, I know. Little Ellie, when I was 
Yeah, well, I was down there visiting too. Wow. Yeah. So that was, but what a week though. I mean, boy, that <laughs> and then, then everybody here, and, and now now we're back. We're in December already, and I just had a quick question. I know you've been writing about casual crimes, and I've been loving that. You've been giving some songs to people can stream on yep. that. But aside mm-hmm. from all of this, John, I got to ask you, what does John Fisher do when baseball season's over? I mean, what what's life? Is this like hibernation? I mean, what do you do in December? No, I tell you what I do in December. I wait. I look at my emails very carefully until the first one comes that says spring training tickets available now. Yes. And then I I find a weekend in March, and I usually get my tickets in December, actually. And then then I got all those three months to just look forward to it. See? Wow. It, it never stops. It's never over. Yeah. So you, while you're getting <laughs> spring training tickets for baseball, then I'm sure you're getting like a gift certificate or something for Marty so she can go somewhere and watch paint dry, right? Is that how that oh, works? Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's awesome. It's so uh, good to be on here tonight, John. I'm excited yeah. about what you've been writing about, The Casual Crimes. What a great, great album. That's got to be fun kind of going back through those songs and sharing about those, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, and that's an album that a lot of people missed, actually. So it's mm-hmm. it's fun to bring it to bring it back, and then fun for me to hear some of the things. And you know, there those are those are casual crimes. It tells you it's it's a somewhat of a confessional album, mm-hmm. which it is. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, uh, that's kind of I think one of the trademarks for what I do is I try to be honest and and somewhat self revealing you know and these yeah, things absolutely. and uh, and so that's yeah so it's just right down our alley and fun to keep that going and uh yeah. i i hope people are enjoying the songs i'm i sure am enjoying rediscovery absolutely. yeah and if someone's yeah. listening to this tonight john i think for the for the first time they can go to catch com. uh you can you can uh sign up to receive the daily uh catch in, in your email uh monday through friday and uh you've been you know putting a link in your post here recently, not only for just to stream these songs that you're, you're talking about casual crimes, but also you, you have yeah. the audio catch now. And so people can go to catch com and, and uh, take advantage of uh, some of this great, great uh, writing and just pondering and just, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to read people's responses to uh, what God's been laying on your heart. Yep. Yep. And uh, one of the things that's always been on our heart, Gunnar, you know, we, yeah. we, one of the big things here is that we talk about the gospel of welcome. Yeah. And, and the, that is that, that, uh, that God is offering his free gift of salvation to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his grace that we have received is something that we turn out towards others. So we really have always been focused on, bringing the gospel to the marketplace. Yeah. And that's why I'm so excited uh, about our guest tonight, because he has spent his whole career, really, doing nothing but that, learning, yeah. t- taking the gospel to people uh, who don't know Jesus yet in the yeah. marketplace. And wow. um, so we're going to have a really good time just understanding and learning. I hope it's an instructive time, but really I want everybody to listen very carefully 
to the, the this man, not only to what he says, but to his sensitivity towards unbelievers. That That's what I hope you'll catch even more than you could say. And we're going to learn some ways of sharing our faith, ways of not sharing our faith, <laughs> ways of knowing the time. That, you know, there's a time for everything under heaven and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it's going to be a great night informative instructive and then i hope you know i hope that we're gonna uh all learn something really important so um, yes. with that with that i want to introduce and bring on our guest uh don barkley from search ministries don how are you doing hey i'm doing great john hi gunner hi there john. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm enjoying you guys talking. It's fun just to sit here and listen in and, and hear you guys uh, talk about everything from Thanksgiving to good news to to coyotes, coyotes and, baseball. Uh, <laughs> and baseball. That's right. That's great. Well, Don, I want to I, I want The first thing I want to do is talk a little bit about Search Ministries because um, sure. Here's here's the amazing thing to me. I didn't find out about the search ministries until maybe I'm, I'm roughly ten years ago. It, it might have been further, more or less, give or mm-hmm. two, a uh, couple years or more. But yep. you know, we've got Youth for Christ, we've got Young Life, we've got Campus Crusade, we've got you know all these great ministries out there, parachurch ministries that are bringing the gospel to the world, and why? Why did it take me so long to hear about search ministries? It, it makes me, the question is, you know, do you guys just have really bad publicity or is that intention? <laughs> is that intentional? <laughs> uh, probably a little of both. Um, you know, we, we are in some ways under the radar on purpose, uh, partly because of the nature of our relational uh, ministry. Uh, but yeah, you're not the only one who says, you know, where have you been all my life? Uh, we are grass grassroots, and and, the, and sometimes the grass is pretty tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, but that's I know I know that you operate that way, and yeah. and you don't want to come with a big label, and because that's your entree is through relationships, right? Right. Right. And and, and so. We don't want to have a whole all sorts of pre- preconceived ideas and labels on this before we start. So, give it. Can you just give us a little bit of a picture of Search Ministries in a nutshell? What what it is? Sure. That you guys sure. do. Sure. Relational is certainly a key term, John. Mm-hmm. Um, we came out of. Uh, we were influenced by Young Life about forty years ago, forty-five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's relational model for reaching reaching kids. Um, and we um, sometimes in an answer to a, to a question that requires a, a, a one-minute answer, um, I'll say we have just found that a lot of people want to talk about the God stuff in, in our society but don't necessarily want to do it in a church. Yeah. And so we, we make safe places. Uh, retreats, homes, country clubs, treatment centers, uh, safe places where people can ask questions freely. They can state their opinions and beliefs. They can they can even get mad and express their um, 
the frustration with religion or Christianity, mm-hmm. and we want to we want to love them and and watch for open doors to share our lives with them as they share theirs with us. Mm-hmm. John, how do you do that though? How do you set that up so that you get that kind of thing happening? I mean, that that seems to be kind of tricky to me. It is. It's. It, well, it is, and people ask that commonly. Um, one of our kind of the entree in what we do is called an open forum series, and that an open forum series is often, often a series of oh three four um, in home uh, meetings where uh, a group of people have planned to have a series of parties where discussion is involved. Um, a lot of times, it starts with a core group of believers who have a network of non-Christian relationships, and that forms a, a guest list. So we may have a guest list of 100 to 200 people that we invite, and we make sure that um, we've, we've prayed a lot for them and that then when they show up in the evening, there will be good food and um, a casual atmosphere, and then uh, an, about an hour-long time when we have a discussion about the big issues of life. And they know ahead of time that that's what it's going to be. Um, in fact, we, we push diversity. We want them to know that we want, you know, I can say, you know, John, you're, a, you're an agnostic. We'd love to have your opinion represented there. Uh, we Christians can become kind of cloistered sometimes, and we don't, we don't listen as well as, as we think we do. And, and we just want a big group with a lot of diverse opinions and have a good discussion and some good mm. food and cultivate some friendships. And that's kind of, that's kind of the feel for what we do. And then, uh, and then we, we kind of, uh, with, I'm always a little nervous about it. You know, who's going to come? Are they going to show up? And it always mm-hmm. is just an amazing, amazing series of evenings. Wow. Wow. And so you, you are relying on some believers to help, help work this whole thing. I mean, right. They have to be involved. You can't make this all go on, on its own. Can you? No. And, no, in fact, we need we need a group of people. I think we've done it. In fact, we we I did it one time with about one couple who invited two hundred people and sixty five came, and these were unbelievers. <laughs> and wow! And what we found was that because reaching people is more than just uh, a discussion and talking about what we believe and why we believe it when doors open, it's also the interaction. It's the social interaction. The Standing around and getting mm-hmm. to know people over over some appetizers and, and drinks and 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 I, I discovered then years ago that we really need each other. We need each other to because mm-hmm. not one not any one of us represents Christ as well as the whole body represents Christ. Yeah. So it's a it's yeah. a group thing. It's a corporate thing, and, and that's why the party idea is a is a perfect sort of setting. Hospitality, good food, welcoming atmosphere. Uh, non-judgmental spirit and an open mm-hmm. discussion, and we just trust God. God help us to just not get in the way of what you're going to do. Wow. Um, what what are what do you think most of the people who come? What are they thinking? They're coming to. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering what have they got in their minds because there's probably nothing really <laughs> to compare this to. You know. I know. And I know. They, it is. They're probably wearing, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to. <laughs> I know, I know. It's And, and you know what? The, the Christians feel the same way because <laughs> they, they haven't been to anything quite like it either. And so 
we we want to tell them everything we can about it that it's uh that it's a discussion it's not often that we talk about ideas in this fast-paced okay. world we talk about people and events and business and family and but when do we just carve out some time to talk about ideas kind of like we did back sitting around in the college dorm you know you know mm. i wonder how big mm. i wonder how big the universe is and and what happens after you die and stuff like that. But as as adults in the marketplace, when do we actually carve out the time to do that? So they come with ah. an idea that, that this is going to be an interesting sort of discussion about ideas. And um, so, and they come, even though they may come with a little um, bit of trepidation, they come because they trust the friend that invited them. And that's the key. They yeah. come because somebody's built a relationship with them and they, they trust their, their friend that's inviting them. And uh, yeah. I used to say, you know, the, and I still do, the sign of a great open forum evening is afterwards if the Christians didn't like it that much, but the non-Christians really did. <laughs> uh, because because like it's it. not a Bible-answered Bible man time. It's, we do get answers when the door's open, but, but we don't have an agenda to, at the end of the time, for instance present the biblical position um, we want it to happen naturally and and that's that's so much better than trying to shoehorn it in wow. um, in an outline sort of way so that's why the, so, the unbelievers are, are are really happy about the first one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you you don't really have any idea where the evening is going to go do you no I really don't in fact some Christian who was in the planning time, said, what would disqualify a believer for really being a part of this night? I said, if you can't, if you can't abandon your own agenda, mm. uh, if, you can't, if you need to come with uh, an idea, just open to the fact that, that we don't know what topics are going to come up. We don't know who's going to start the discussion. We don't know where the discussion is going to go. We just know that you get people together around food and a lot of love and listening and and prayer and great and great things happen. So uh that's right. We don't know we don't know what's gonna happen. Wow. That sounds so exciting. Isn't that exciting, Gunner? What do you think? Huh? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, it is I love it. It is I an adventure. It. I'm just sitting back <laughs> and enjoying you guys. This is great. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> tell me okay, I'm gonna do this. Dinner. Yeah, yep. I'm going to do this uh, a few times through our talk here because uh, this is the this is the stuff I want us all to get. Mm. But right now, uh, let's take what we've said so far and say how much how much of this. Uh, I don't know quite how to ask this, but how do we how does a a regular believer translate mm-hmm. this this uh, strategy, say, or this mode of operation mm-hmm. into their into their own life and their relationships where they are in the marketplace. What what this, kinds of things cross over cross over to the to to us for our listeners? This is a fantastic question because it is it, 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 the principles are very uh, translatable into your own operation of your own Christian life in the marketplace. Um, for instance, one is you have to be able to abandon your agenda. I yeah, think we I tend, love that. tend to think, we tend to think that I need to get to the gospel 
if I'm going to if I'm going to be a, a helpful Christian to Jesus, I need to get to the gospel. And you know what? Um, people aren't always ready to hear the gospel. People aren't open. They don't just have intellectual barriers. They have emotional barriers. They have mm-hmm. spiritual barriers, volitional barriers, and and loving them, listening to them. Um, second is is you see it as a process, not as an event. Often, just as in the Open Forum series, after the first event, I'll have Christians call me and say, Don, is this really working? I don't see anything happening. <laughs> I say, and, and I say, well, remember, it's a process. And just like, you know, germinating seed under the soil, you don't see what's going on under there. God's responsible for that stuff. And we just know that it's more organic than we'd like to make it. So it's a process, not an event. And, and third, and that means, for instance, if I have neighbors uh, and I want to have them over, uh, which is great. Sometimes we think, how, what am I going to say? Well, just be yourselves and um, hear their story, get to know them, and, and let them see you in, in your in, in the native habitat. And you know, with and you don't have to clean up the house necessarily. You don't can observe you and be with you and enjoy them. And if it's a process, not an event, then I don't have to. I can pray God open doors. And I can use door I can check doorknobs with questions just to see. Mm-hmm. You know, what, tell me, tell me your background. You know, where are you from, and, and all this stuff. And and if there's an open door to share a little bit about our background, if it's spiritual, then that's great. If not, then that's great too, because it's a process, not an event. And I can relax my shoulders and enjoy the evening. I can prayerfully watch, but then I can, if if they walk away saying, "Boy, that was great. Let's get together again." That's a that's a roaring success. Wow! And and so we we see it as a process. We see it as a, a lifestyle of being with friends, being with people, and and say, well, I don't, I'm not really good at this. Well, do you know anybody? Yeah, I know one. Yeah, I know one person. We'll start with that one person, and mm-hmm. and call, and get them in their get them in your prayer list, your prayer life. Get them in your calendar and be with them. And just like in an open forum, you may wonder, just like the Christians wonder there, is anything really happening? That's so normal. That's the normal process of reaching people mm. for Christ, is mm. believing that really nothing's happening. And, and God wow. allows that, I think, because, because you, you um, don't know what's happening. He does. And he will, along the way, and maybe at the, at the point where they do come to faith, will will show you that all, it was God all along because you sure tried. You sure tried every door. He checked doorknobs and you, you <laughs> wondered if they might be interested in reading this book and they weren't. And you just think nothing's happening. And so, you know, when they come to faith, it's, it's God and he gets the glory. You get the fun of watching it happen, but I think patience is a big thing and that translates over really well too. So those are wow. some of the things that come to mind. Okay. I got abandon your agenda. Pro, pro, it's a process, not an event. But I didn't. I didn't get the. Give me the short version of the third one. Um, the third one is God's responsible for the results. Oh, great. Okay. Yep. Yep. God's yep. responsible for results. All right. Well, right. and that certainly does apply to all of us, doesn't it? It it does. Everybody, whether you're dealing with family and especially family, John. I think people people have the most struggle thinking that their their dad or their mom or their uncle or their brother um or their son or their daughter who doesn't know Christ mm-hmm. will ever come to will ever come to Christ. Um and 
and I think with with this sort of process mentality, trusting God mentality, then we become less obnoxious too to our to our friends and family. Yeah, I would think so. Well, it's not, you know, uh, last week, Don, uh, Don you, uh, I bet you know who Don Williams is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we had Don Williams on last week, and it was so much fun. Did you know he's 79 now? Wow. Wow. <laughs> he's 79, wow. and he's going to, guess what? He's going to a 20-something church in Long Beach, and his favorite group, <laughs> his favorite group is this group called the Moderates, and they're like 19-year-olds. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. And, wow. And, and you know what Don said? I, I, I would say, if he said it six times, he said it 12 times. Uh, throughout our talk, the one word he said that's important when it comes to uh, Christians living in the culture, and that is to listen. He said, mm. listen. Mm. How, mm-hmm. how, important mm. is, how is mm. important is listening to what you do? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 really, um, it's really the... The, I think it's the default setting that we as Christians should always be in. Mm. Um, mm. It's so important to listen uh, in order to to have a chance to to be listened to, and not just to get an ear, but rather to gain a heart. And when you listen to a person, it really says, "I care about you. Um, I, I, I want to hear your story. I, I want to hear your story." And and it's so important to be able to listen and then when they when they give a response is not to shift back to us uh but to but to actually support what they say and to pursue it and and I think we know the difference between grilling a person or interviewing a person that's not what we're talking about we're talking about just simply being really interested in a person and and listening is involves listening to their personal lives listening to their uh, struggles and their feelings, things that they're going through, what and 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 listening to their spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's all there. It's listening, and um, I think that's when I say default mode. I really mean that. I think that's the that's the normal that. mode, not the talking mode, but the listening mode. Um, well, and you know, I see that a couple of places, John. One is famous, you know, evangelism apologetics verse is sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, First Peter three fifteen. Always ready to, be, to give an answer to those who ask you for a reason for the hope that's in you. And notice mm-hmm. that those who ask you, those who mm-hmm. ask you, and so you're listening to what they're asking. Uh, Colossians mm-hmm. four it says, um, let your speech be gracious, seasoned as it were with salt, so you know how to respond to each person. Notice it doesn't say speak; it says respond, which means you're listening wow. to what they're saying. And so, your gracious speech uh, means uh, and necessitates are are listening to where they are, going to where they are. And, and you can't you can't share where you where where they need to go unless you know where they are. Yeah. So listening yeah. is a key thing. What is what is so hard? about listening why why do we always why do christians always seem to want to talk and 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 what is why is it hard hard to learn to listen we think hmm. why is it hard um i think well i guess theologically speaking there's the natural bent to self 
And uh, and I think second is, you know, really deep down, I don't care about that person. You know, I think I'm supposed to care, but a lot of times I don't really care. And and so I have to I, to recognize that this is this is what Christ wants me to be is a, a person who cares about another person, and to recognize and to be open. Lord, I I really want to care about this person. Here I am going into I'm going to go play tennis with this person. I really want to do make it more than tennis. I want to. And during the time we meet and everything, I want to, you love them. You love them so much. And I want to love them like you do. And because then you, I mean, if, if they were somebody you really cared about and, and you really cared about what they were thinking, then, then you would ask, what are you thinking about? What, what are you, what, what are you going through? And so I think those things come to mind. It's, and it takes a, it takes a knack. It takes a, because questions, asking questions is a key part, I think, of listening. Um, sometimes you wonder, well, the person isn't talking. Well, what kind of questions have you asked them? Have you mm-hmm. asked them questions about topics that they're interested in? And so mm. finding common ground, common ground, not okay. topics that you're interested in, but they're interested in. And Great. Sometimes they're going to be talking about stuff that you really are going to have to ask God, Lord, help me be interested in in you know, this guy's in the glue business, for instance. I want to know about the glue business. Uh, what is it? What is it like? How many employees do you have? And and what does the factory smell like? <laughs> Whatever. But you know, you just become you become interested in what they're interested in. Wow, that's great. Uh, what would you say? You know, you've been doing this for so long. Do you, do the same big questions keep coming up? over and over again or you know or does that change I'd say yes the same ones come up but there are some new ones and there's some twists on the old ones uh, for instance mm. it's still the kind of the there's still the big question of why is there pain and suffering if there's a god then why is there pain mm-hmm. and suffering uh, also the question of uh how could how could any belief be so narrow to say it's the only way? Uh, yeah, that's that's become prob- it's moved up to the, to the you know to the top of the charts um, in the in these last two decades or so in this age of kind of tolerance. Um, the question of the Bible um, that's also a question, and I think because of the internet and the anti-theists, the uh, mm-hmm. Richard Dawkins the Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris's, et cetera. Um, if a person has an inclination to resist Christianity, they can find the, the ammo on the internet much easier than they ever could. And so mm. they, the Da Vinci Code, as uh, I know it was in the fiction section, but people treated mm-hmm. it like their biblical education. And, and I still hear uh, bad information that comes from books like that. So, um, and I think there's a, a, you know, I'll tell you what, the new things, the couple of new things. One is um, the whole question of human sexuality. That question wasn't even on the charts at all uh, when mm. it started. People mm. now, I think for many, it, it's the number one reason why they don't want to consider Christianity. I had a young man, 22 years old, I spent the day with uh, two Saturdays ago, who um, who says, I'm not even interested in reading another opinion on this. Um, hmm. I had suggested a book, and, and he said, I'm not interested at all. Any any group that denies people the privilege of marrying who they want 
turns my stomach. And that, it's, it's kind of moved from the head to the stomach in some of these things. People can't stomach the idea uh, of, of what they see as intolerance, which means that we have to pray harder and especially love harder, too. We need to love people and, 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 and accept them for who they are, what they are, at the same time holding up the biblical standard of mm-hmm. sexuality because God's the creator and he knows what he's doing. But, you know, it's, that, that's moved up. And one more thing, John, I think what I, and a, a writer named Jonathan Rausch, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his last name right, but, but he, he, said, he said he coined a term, at least used a term, uh, that I'd never heard, and that's apathy. I'm a, he says, I'm an apatheist. You know, they're <laughs> theists and they're atheists. I'm an apatheist. I, I just don't care. I don't, see how, I don't see how the existence of God, the question of Jesus Christ, has anything to do with anything in my life. There are so many, many more practical issues to deal with. I just don't care. And that one, uh, that one's a new one. I, I think hmm. that's relatively new. I think there are more people that... I think Europe has been there for a long time, but I think I'm seeing more and more people in my uh, circles that just kind of like, why, why God? And often they're, they're under, you know, 25 years old, but you know, just Mm -hmm. why, you know, why is it relevant? Why would I even care? They haven't thought about it. Mm. Wow. Um, I love, I love your thinking on that, Don, and that you brought us up. To some of these current things, I what uh, I would not be in want to be in your position in a group when when the the whole <laughs> whole human human sexuality thing comes up and how mm. do you handle that? How do you handle that with grace? Um, well, that's a, that's a good question. I'm glad I get to share something that I don't think I came up with. I think God gave it to me, and I was standing in for, in a discussion and. A, uh, a man who was uh, very outwardly gay, I mean, he wanted to be and said he was, and, and just with, with a great deal of passion said, why does God hate gays? And I, I was standing there not knowing what to say, and just it came to me, and I, I said to him, and I've used it ever since, because I think it's really true, I think it's biblical. So I said to him, you know what I... What I understand from the scriptures, the most fundamental thing about you is not your sexual orientation. But the most fundamental thing about you, according to what I read in the Bible, is that you were created by an infinite God who loves you, loves you perfectly, and who wants to have an eternal love relationship with you. And, you know, that's the most fundamental thing about me, too. And Wow. And I think that's... And and he he said, why have I never, I've never heard that. And I wondered, is he going to object or push back on this notion that his sexuality wasn't the most fundamental thing about him? But he didn't because he knows there's, there's, there's something more to life than his sexuality, but he, he didn't know how to, and what, and if it was God, what he was hearing was, um, I don't love you. And so I've, I've just had many, many opportunities. Now there are other other issues that are involved in that. What does the Bible say? Are, yeah. you, uh, are, are you born that way, et cetera, et cetera. But, but boy, I've started with that. And sometimes, and that's a discussion starter, not a discussion stopper. Hmm. Hmm. What about the, uh, 
what what about the big questions about um well like the 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 apatheist you know what what mm-hmm. would what would you say the why <laughs> why god i i can hear that i can, you know mm. it's like is there a god or is there not or well why why does it matter that's really what they're saying isn't it uh, is yeah it, yeah right I, I i do know that it it used to watch a movie in the 40s and they there would be faith um, you know, Jimmy Stewart prays, and it's a wonderful life at the bar there. Oh God, you know, mm-hmm. help me! Um, mm-hmm. You can watch mm-hmm. a number of shows, a number of movies, and faith never even uh, shows up. Uh, we, it's a more, more secular sort of mindset, and I think that's part of it. Um, uh, and I, how I, I guess when I, when I encounter that. Uh, I will start with questions. I want to hear what they think about life. I want to hear, you know, where do you think the universe came from, and what 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 happens? What do you think happens when you die? And and that could be a starting place for that because I hmm. I, I I don't know that just saying well God is relevant, you know, God and giving them a speech. And I, I really I really like, and maybe it's a little hyperbole, but I like Henry Nouwen's comment. Maybe you've heard it that answers given when there are no questions do great damage to the soul hmm. and to give answers as, as rich and as, as wonderful as the hmm. gospel when they're not asking, you know, why the good news isn't good news unless you know the bad news, unless they're asking, <laughs> unless they're wondering. And that's why you, you build a friendship with somebody and they go through suffering. They may not, especially the young, young person, they may not have hit the, the, um, you know, the pitfalls and the, potholes in the road like like um like perhaps an older christian has as much and, mm-hmm. and you want to be there when it happens and you can you can share the hope that you have at that time but i i think probably hanging around the person listening to them let them listen letting them listen to you is how you deal with that but i think at that age we're just living in kind of a horizontal age now we don't mm-hmm. you know um we're not we're not as inclined as the as the farmer was to look to the heavens and pray for rain. Um, yeah, yeah, but still the big questions are there, and um, they've got you know the thing is they've got to have that big question in their heart somewhere. I mean, you know, I think of Ecclesiastes where God's placed eternity in every man's heart, so right. you know it's there. You know it's there. Right. You know. Yes, I know what you're saying. It's there, and I don't know whether it's been dulled or numbed by the culture, whether they just hear repeated again and again, the purpose of life is to be happy. You know, and if you, you, know, all of, you, know, if you have a happy life, that's all you need. Um, and they don't think past, past their own deaths. Um, so, uh, you know, the, you go to a funeral, and you may not hear anything except, well, we have their memory. Uh, so... But I think you're right. I think the bundled software that God gives each one of us includes that sense of of uh, wonder and mystery and and um, uh, even a realization of immortality and how that's an aberration and and it, and, and should disturb us. And, yeah. And so living with people and being around people, I think those those opportunities will come up where they do where they do maybe uh, reveal. 
some of that. But but it's so popular out there to just you know you just go through life and you don't you don't really wonder you don't care. You know, uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> I, I'm going to say the word Blade Runner, Don, and, and if you don't remember it, you haven't seen it. You know, oh, it's so it, old. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, yeah. it's such a, it's such a, it's almost like, um, oh, I can't think of the other one. There, there's, there's a few of these movies that turned into cult classics, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I think yeah. Blade Runner is one of those. But man, mm-hmm. I just love that spot in that movie where, where he goes, um, you know, the robot dies, so to speak, in front of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 Harrison Ford goes. I guess all along they were just looking for the answers to the questions that we all have. Where do we come mm-hmm. from? Where are we going? And how long mm-hmm. have we got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I just go. Yeah. Wow. You know, I want to stand up and yeah. cheer. You know, here's the yeah. here's the here's the culture saying the right questions. <laughs> yeah. That's right, and it, it's often in the movies. That's why I like Woody yeah. Allen movies because they, he's he's not avoiding the the angst and the and the and the wonder and the uh, the questions, uh-huh. the big questions. Yeah, and that oh boy, we're yeah. Of course, now we're getting into <laughs> now we're getting into the whole thing of arts, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Now you can justify. Um, a lot of the art and expression of of hu- humanity because it's it's searching mm-hmm. and in many ways mm-hmm. it's asking the right questions. So uh, yeah. we we really so. aren't we aren't that far apart. I, I see. I no. think I think Christians sometimes just forget that they were lost, and in some mm-hmm. ways they really still are lost. You know, I mean, we don't have it, everything neatly tucked away. No. We're struggling too. And, That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and what's cool about that is we don't need to have everything tucked away. The gospel is so simple, and and the first Christians didn't. Some of those first Greek Christians didn't know there was a Jonah. You know, they, they didn't have to <laughs> read the whole Bible to to hear yeah. the wonderful gospel and to hear about a a savior and his resurrection from the dead and how we can have eternal life through him and how we're forgiven and we can have hope and and a loving relationship with our Creator and yeah, you know, that's 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 the wonderful part, and to be able to say, then, you know, I'm not sure about that other stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, we use the term, the phrase a lot, you know, in the Bible, the plain things are the main things, and the main things are the plain things, and mm-hmm. and I, and we can we can still wonder about so much. Um, yeah. But there's a clarity uh, about the cross. Yeah. Yeah. John, one of one of our first guests on Blog Talk Radio was a was the author of Lord Save Us from Your Followers. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love that title. Um, yeah, me too. It, I, I'm sure that comes up a lot mm-hmm. with people who don't know the Lord yet, who are turned off by Christians. Um, yeah, you know yes. what? What is there something we can do in our approach to? to overcome the insensitivity of of some Christians who have, you know, who have made that an impression in a wrong way? 
Yeah, yes, I think so. First of all, we can agree with them. Um, Yeah, you're right. You know, we Christians are very nice people sometimes. Um, Somebody made the statement, maybe you know who said it, but I think uh, uh, there are two two reasons why people don't come to Christ or become Christians. Two reasons why people don't become Christians. The first is they don't know any Christians, and the second is that they do. <laughs> and, and I've used that line in like a group discussion with unbelievers, and it just it gets a kind of a big laugh, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, we can breathe easy. They, it's it, because it's a statement of real truth, and you know we're not we're not sometimes not nice people. We're sinners saved by grace, and we're still still mm-hmm. being worked on by the Lord, and and we have the option to be disobedient to the Lord and to and to. To to be uh, mean and whatever, and but can we do anything about it? Yeah, we can. One uh, maybe one is kind of a question, uh, something uh, to help them understand kind of where Jesus is on. And second is is a real practical. How do we live? The first is is to let them know that Jesus agrees with them. That mm-hmm. Jesus' strongest words and and angry words were were to the hypocrites. Uh, right. What is it, Matthew? I want to say twenty-three, somewhere like that. And and so, wouldn't it 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 it'd, it'd be tragic if you disagreed with Jesus, or didn't want to come to him, or rejected him uh, over a topic on which you agree? Um, and 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 so and second is to is to realize that that you have an opportunity to live genuine genuinely in front of them now. That they're they're perhaps their experience in the past god god can use their experience in the present with you and other christians that you introduce them to uh to trump in a way trump the the experience that they had it mm. doesn't erase it it mm-hmm. doesn't erase it but it 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 looms large because it it's boy this is right in front of me and love is powerful and um so to to live a life genuinely means to love them to be transparent with your own life that you're not perfect mm-hmm. but but um mm-hmm. but this is what Jesus has done in my life and and I really do care about you. Yeah. You know, I uh you're my friend and I I like being with you. Yeah. And yeah, and to expose them to other other believers um is a big one too. Uh, I had a guy just just um 2 weeks ago who is a declared atheist, and he campaigns for atheism. Uh, he said, after several weeks with a group of my friends who are Christians, said, you know, if I had met Christians like you years ago, I might be a Christian by now. Wow. And it wasn't wow. about us being so cool. It was part of it. It was our being willing to admit that we don't know all the answers, that I could be wrong. Uh, if Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, that's what I'm banking my my faith on and my life on, and mm-hmm. um, and I think there's there's reason to believe. But what do you think about that? And that just kind of openness and that humility was was something mm-hmm. that was very winsome to him. And um, so I think we can we can we can live graciously, conduct yourselves with wisdom. Paul says in Colossians four, um, wow. and that's that's uh, so that's it's it's not a done deal. People have bad experiences with Christians in the past, uh, mm-hmm. 
that's that doesn't need to define where they are spiritually today. Right. Right. That's really helpful. Well, Don, I, we're going to have to wrap it up here, uh, I, but I do have one question, uh, and in, in a way, we've we've already answered this from a lot of different angles, actually. But I'd love to have you have the last word on on uh, just maybe putting a little more onto this on how we how can we be uh, more open and gracious to to those who do not know the Lord yet, whether they're our mm. associates our neighbors, our members of our family? Um, I would just summarize it by by saying you pray for them, and as you pray for them, grace will kind of grow in you toward them. You become more compassionate toward them. Pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. Ask God wow. to bless them. Ask God to, to, um, ask God to give them mercy. Ask God to open their minds. And, and then get them in your life. Um, spend time with them. Uh, make a point to get get a coffee date with them or if you play tennis or golf or whatever, spend time with them and um, and see it as a process, not as an event. And mm-hmm. trust God with the results and hang in there. Show up and be there and be real with them and live the gospel. Um, know, know that you're forgiven yourself. Be at rest mm-hmm. with, with, the, with the love of God yourself. And that's just going to, that's just going to, radiate out and uh, you've taught me you've helped me to understand that passage in second Corinthians where the, the fragrance mm-hmm. of Christ is always present in us and count yeah. on that and and be there for them and, and when you are there for them Christ is there too wow fantastic well Don I can't thank you enough this has been so good and uh, well. I, I'm going to make Required listening for everybody in the catch. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you're, I appreciate you so much in your ministry. And I've told you I was singing, you know, the all day song a week after I became a Christian in 1973. So you've wow. had an impact on my life for a long time. And I thank you mm. for um, the opportunity to have this chat with you. Well, that's, that's a privilege. It goes both ways. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, uh, we hope to talk with you soon. Right. You're Ready welcome. You. You're welcome. Okay, Thanks, Don. John. Bye-bye. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Well, what do you think, Gunnar? Are you still there? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. There were so many Did good you... nuggets in that one there. Required listening, you say. I like that. Don't you think it should be? I mean, oh, we, he, he, we got a lot crammed in. To that forty-five minutes. That's a that's a good seminar right there. I think that sure is. It sure is. It's uh, it reminds me of the term being pro people. You know, I'm going to meet people where they're at, not just where yeah. I'm at. You know, and and uh, what a great uh, yeah. There's absolutely some some great nuggets. I think as far as the grace turned outward and things that are life level mm-hmm. application that everyone should listen to. This is good. You know what was amazing to me is that um, you know. It was a it was an exact parallel. I mean, what they are doing as an organization yeah. is yeah. exactly what we are to be doing as as individual believers. Um, we don't we don't need an, we don't need search ministries for that. I think it's great to have it, and uh, it's a great tool. Um, mm. And I I was so excited when I found out about that some that something like this exists. Because yeah, it, absolutely. You know, it really takes 
some mature uh, believers to to go along with something like this, you know. And, yes. and I think personally, I think that's why they're under the radar so much. Is that they they're not so, you know, everything's not so cut and dry. Yeah, and and the masses grab on to stuff like that, you know. And Absolutely. This is this is too ambiguous. This is you know you mm-hmm. gotta. Well, the first thing you gotta do is abandon your agenda. Well, we yeah. lost about seventy <laughs> percent of the Christian world on that one, you know. <laughs> abandon yeah, your agenda. That <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. that'd be a great T-shirt, by the way. I love that. <laughs> we need to start selling that T-shirt in the cat store. There you go. I love it. Abandon your agenda. It's a process, not an event. Yep. And God is responsible for the adult for for the results. Mm, that was good. That's that's so true. Oh man. So I think it's been a good night. And I thank you. Thanks for being with us again. Gunner, it's been a while. We've missed you. Absolutely miss you too. And and uh this has been it has been great. It's great to catch up here with Don. I remember just a year or two ago when you were doing the uh, the series, the New Covenant at, uh, at uh, yeah. Irvine. Irvine Press. And you did, did, mm-hmm. did the uh, video uh, for uh, for you, and uh, so great to hear the other side of the emails and, uh, yeah. and just the work that he was doing for you. That was awesome. And, um, and uh, this is going to be good. Uh, looking forward to you uh, encouraging the catch uh, audience. You know, go to the uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the catch. You can find this uh, episode on demand, iTunes as well. But uh, be sure to listen to this, share it with your friends, and tell John what you think. Send him a note. And uh, let's keep the dialogue. It doesn't need to end here at the end of this show. This is just uh, the beginning of the end. <laughs> is that right? Is that? No, That's right. That makes sense. That's a Winston That's Churchill right. quote. <laughs> well, we'll be looking for you too. John, we're going to be looking for you too on the news with the, the coyote. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I did a quick search, and you are right. You are all over the news. CBS, LA Times. I know. I know. Oh, they, they said someone said it's going to go national. So I don't yeah. know. You it's, know, uh, it's uh, it's pretty. What are we? <laughs> it is a big. You know what? It's a it's a problem everywhere and I think maybe it's just coming to starting to get some notice and come to a head and, and that that's yeah. just where the where the wild world meets the civilized world um, yeah. it it happens everywhere and uh, you know we've got to learn what to do you know because you have yeah. you know you have the animal rights people saying well they were here first they have a right to do what they want to do and and we yeah. got to just kind of you know, put up with them, and uh, and 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 then then, but then we've got our, our when they start attacking our children, you know, yeah. which they do, yeah. then then we've got a, a little bigger issue, and yeah. and then when yeah yeah, so it, it's going to be fun. But it is fun. It's interesting, though, as you think about the conversation we're having tonight. Yeah. Think about the gospel of welcome, even being mm-hmm. thrust into a story like this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many hot buttons. And people are facing that every single day with their faith. And how do they navigate this this culture we're in, you know, yeah. with grace turned outward and gospel, the gospel mm-hmm. of welcome, wherever they are. All the more reason why tonight uh, was just a great night and, and just some great truth here to for, for people to listen to and, and apply. Fantastic. 
So well, what do you think? think you going to land the plane? I, I think we're ready to land the plane. I do. I do. <laughs> well, John, it's been <laughs> awesome. We're going to look forward to uh, tomorrow. Catch johnfisher.com. Yep. And as you continue, as we launch into December, and uh, Merry, uh, Merry December to you and Marty, the family, and uh, we'll you. look forward to uh, the catch tomorrow morning. And we'll see you here next week. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow.